Hello, everyone. This is a content warning for today's episode of How Did This Get Played, in which we discuss Silent Hill 2. In doing so, we discuss content from the game that may be disturbing or distressing to some. Proceed with discretion and take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Mail call! Oh, Got a letter for Matt. Oh, hey. for me? Mail for me? Yeah. How exciting. Ooh, this is, a, this is a strangely textured envelope. I wonder who this could be from. Just read. Yeah, why don't you just uh, why don't you just read it? Yeah, open it up. Uh, I, oh, yeah, okay. This is yeah. All right, great. I give you permission. You're not going to jail. Okay. All right. Here goes. Uh, it's addressed to you, Matt. In my restless dreams, I see that town, Silent Hill. Mm, you no. promised you'd take me there again someday. I think I think somebody wants to. I think you, uh, you're supposed to take somebody to Silent Hill. No, oh, I'm right, not. No, have you? No way. No. Okay. Maybe we should go to Silent it. Hill. No, Nick. No. It, it, it goes on. I'll keep reading. Maybe maybe this will convince you. you but stop. you never did. Well, I'm alone there now in our special place. No. I'll, waiting no, for sp- you. What? No. Waiting for you to come see For me. me. No. They're waiting for you, Matt. Nick, you got to go to Silent Hill. Nick. No. No. <laughs> it, it seems, no. It seems like maybe this isn't the first letter because it continues. But you never do. And so I wait. Oh, God. Wrapped in my cocoon of pain and loneliness. Oh, Matt Jesus. Apodaca, I know I've done a terrible oh, thing to okay, you. Okay, so this they put my name in this. No, I'm not. No way. No, I'm not going. Well, yeah, it's addressed to you. What, what do you think they put someone else's name in there? Okay, smartass. Why don't you go to Silent Hill? Piece of shit. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> no, don't. No, I'm going to go to Silent Hill. No. <laughs> I want to oh. see who's waiting for you. <laughs> Wait, no, Nick, there's another one here addressed to you. You want me to read okay. that one? Yeah, please. Do not come to Silent Hill. Nick, you are uninvited. I do not want to see you in Silent Hill. Get the fuck out of here. Leave me alone, Nick Weiger. Wait, do not and there's come. a there's a PS and it says PS. You're the worst thing here. Huh, interesting. <laughs> Little reverse psychology. Sounds like they want me to come to Silent Hill. <laughs> We brave the fog of our memories and kiss a cute pyramid head on the cheek in PlayStation 2 classic Silent Hill 2 this week on How Did This Get Slayed? Did I scare you? It's How Did This Get Slayed, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and Weiger's search history-ist horror <laughs> video games of all time. <laughs> that scary third W was courtesy of at Tom the fanboy. Submit yours at GetPlayedPod, hashtag WWW. I'm the aforementioned Nick. The Hills have Weigers, along with my co-hosts. Oh, I forgot. Uh, I'm throat, throat fuck grave water. 
Ann Campbell. Ugh. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's what immediately popped into your head when you're put on the spot. We gotta we gotta re we gotta redefine horror to you. Scary. Normal Halloween. Spooky. Got it. Got it. Got it. Work okay. work. Work forward from boo. <laughs> okay. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Next time, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'll. I'll. I'll come. I'll come a little bit more prepared. But again, when Nick started speaking, I started panicking. I think you saw it on my face. Yeah. And then I just said words. Uh, <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> uh, and I, our third host is here, and his spooky name is. Scaredy Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Very good. Hello, everyone, and welcome back, Bucket. <laughs> okay. There we go, Edge. Uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> we ha- I, I'm just we gave, we kind of gave ourselves a treat this month, both in terms of uh, of this uh, this guest that we booked, who we're very very excited to have back, and as well as the the, the topic for this game. Um, you know. Uh, it, it, it's it's just like it's such a it's such a it's one of the best PlayStation 2 games and it's uh, it's recently celebrating its 20th anniversary and there's just so much to discuss it's just one of the most I don't know I I I, I just the sto- it's a story that just sits with you in a way that few game stories do um but uh before we do that before we descend into that kind of psychological gaming hell it is first time to briefly touch on a game we're enjoying by spending 70 seconds in gaming heaven Matt tell us when Go for it, Heather. All right. Well, guys, if you've been listening, you know that I got a gaming PC and a VR rig because I was time. It was time for me to join the PC master race. Right. That's what they call themselves. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's offensive. I mean, that's horrible. <laughs> I, that, oh, I'm never going to I'm never going to say that again. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> There's already enough Nazis in gaming. All right. So anyway, uh, so I, I I downloaded a bunch of games based on uh, listener feedback, and the one of them I downloaded was Blade and Sorcery, which is a medieval sandbox game where you're basically in a coliseum or any other environment, and you fight waves of enemies. But the way you fight them is with your hands, like you grab swords off of the wall, and you use the swords in real physics-based combat. So if somebody's charging you with a sword, you can deflect their sword hit and stab them a bunch with the sword. The problem is, as the waves progress, you become more and more, or I become more and more feral until I am grabbing their arms and punching them in the head with my with my loose fist. And I'm in uh, my... I'm, okay, well, great. I described the game to Nick, and he he said it was upsetting me describing <laughs> yeah. how I was playing the game. I think I said I specifically said I'm more terrified of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, it sounds, sounds like quite an experience. Can I can I just say that I, I, I think there was a an epiphany I had about gaming while playing mm-hmm. that game, which is that while I was on my hands and feet or on my hands and knees in my v in my garage, which is where I play, uh, punching at my own floor in VR. I mm-hmm. was like, wait, wait, wait. Some this is bad. This is not good. <laughs> yeah, right. This is bad. I'm something has happened to me in this f- in this fit of adrenaline, and yeah. it's not it's not a good thing. Yeah, you were like activated, huh? Right. Yeah, 
<laughs> you need That's some all. layers of abstraction. Like when I it starts just so. being the thing that you that you're doing, you know. Yeah. Uh it's a little it's a little much. Uh but hey, let's introduce this week's guest cuz we have so much to discuss with this week's game. Uh, our guest today, our guest returning to the show is a writer for Full Frontal with Samantha B and Bill Nye Saves the World and the author of a book about this week's game. Mike Drucker is here. Hi, Mike. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Hello, Mike. Thank you so much for making time for us. Yes, thank you. Yeah, of course. Mike, last time you were on the show, we were talking about uh, Kuukiomi Considerate, mm-hmm. which is kind of like this, this mini game compilation about teaching, you know, various uh, acts of politeness. Um, but it, you know, recently another game came out that was is clearly kind of one of its spiritual uh, progenitors, uh, which is, uh, or I'm sorry, the, the the franchise, another entry in the WarioWare franchise, mm-hmm. which is clearly kind of the inspiration for Kukuyomi. Uh, yeah. Came out WarioWare, get it together. Have you messed around with that at all? I have completely played through it. Uh, I I'm bad at I'm, I haven't done any of like the daily or weekly achievements that they have, but right. I have played all the way through it, and I've like. I love WarioWare. I've loved WarioWare since the first one. And to me, it's like the perfect game to put it on like the super intense mode and just play it for like five minutes is yeah. such a nice gaming break that feels complete. Um, I've loved it so far. Yeah, it's it's an I, I love that franchise, too. And um, I played most of the entries. And, and this one, I think, is really good. I, I, I you know, I like playing the uh, we, Matt and I have talked about this a little bit, like, the, you know, directly controlling the characters is is like an interesting, you know, little twist for this most recent entry. Um, but I, but similarly, I played through all of it, loved it and and was and was going for all the, you know, the kind of the the in-game achievements, the little things that let you unlock more stuff. Um, and then I kind of, and I reached a point, I was like, oh man, I think I'm just going to do the dailies in this. Cause I love it. And then I stopped doing it. And then I kind of like, just sort of fell off and was like, actually, I think I might just be done with this game. Yeah. Have you guys, um, played the horror game inspired by WarioWare called, and it's, I did not name it this, but it's called Spookware. And it's no. basically just a horror themed WarioWare where every mini game is horror themed. And you play like three skeleton brothers who are just going town to town and playing these mini games. It's genuinely uh, it, worth checking out. It, yes. Is it like, is it scary? No, it's more like goofy, but like some okay, of the mini games it. are like you sawing through a leg. So it'll be like uh, the mini games in context, they're goofy, but they're all very right. like horror tropes. Yeah. I sawed through a leg in VR using the motions of sawing <laughs> through a leg. Because <laughs> dismemberment is an option in the game and I toggled it on. Of course. <laughs> Hey, uh, speaking of uh, of upsetting things in games, uh, Mike, we read a tweet of yours about 12 minutes when we covered the game on the podcast, uh, yeah. which I, I have it here. Uh, first hour of 12 minutes. Hmm. What a suspenseful mystery. Final hour of 12 minutes. Fuck this. Video games shouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but, and also you, you wrote a piece for the gamer. Uh, let's do the time loop again, which is like which is like a good, you know, it, it's a, we'll link it on our social media. It's like it's a great Thank little you. critique of what the game does poorly. Um, but uh, like, wait, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know it's all I don't want to just make you rehash your article, but yeah. like it, like similar. I think I think your reaction, it seemed like was similar to our reaction to 12 minutes, which was just like, this seems like a cool concept and it just doesn't pull it off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like it's you know, it's not necessarily that you couldn't tell the story that 12 minutes is trying to tell. Sure. But it makes so many like it, it does that video game thing where it's like, well, you've solved the puzzle so we can make a logic jump to the next story part. Like it doesn't feel like anything flows through itself. It's also like it turns on a dime with the revelation. It also like, right. you, you know, the fact that you have to just drug your wife 
50 times to, mm. to get through the game. Yeah. Oh, mm. uh, man. That's uh, that's how you get through most video games is by drugging your wife. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to oh, be man. right back after a short break, but... Uh... <laughs> Let me tell you about BetterHelp. <laughs> <laughs> like, in 12 Minutes was a game I, I like. I was excited about. I saw trailers for. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't even get it on Game Pass because I pre-ordered it. Like, an, like I'm never going to learn the lesson that you don't pre-order games. I will never learn that lesson. <laughs> never. Right. I've, I've been taught that lesson for 30-something years, but I yes. will never learn it. Um, mm. And so I was, like, so excited for it. And, there, and that point when you do find out the twist, which I'm sure you guys have talked about, that you're having, you're married to your sister or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was like, but what? Like, it doesn't feel earned. It's a story yes, that, sure. that thinks it's an art game, which is a problem with indie games sometimes. It's because they're somber and sincere. They think they have told a brilliant story, when in reality, that's the one thing they haven't done. Right. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I do wonder if there's some... I have to think there kind of has to be some some DNA from Silent Hill 2, at least in the conception of that game, because yeah. it is a similar sort of like psychological horror that you're ultimately trapped in a prison of your own mind, not to get too far into to, to spoiling yeah. that game. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I, I agree. It's just it's just completely unsatisfying. It, it, it does. It's unsatisfying, it, it, but in a way that it's trying to do something so ambitious and then just doesn't pull it off. Uh, let, let's talk horror games more generally. Do you like are you are you a fan of horror games? Yeah, uh, I am. I'm a pretty big fan of horror games. I'm more of a fan of I know we'll get into it of like creepier horror games okay. like Silent Hill than I am necessarily right. like. Um, uh, like out like Outlast is a little bit too much jump scary for me. Like, I sure. appreciate what it is as a game, and I appreciate that it's succeeding in doing what it wants to do as a game, but for me, that's just, like, unpleasant to, like, just be jump-scared every few minutes. I prefer right. more, like, to feel that sense of loss and mm. confusion that you get. Uh, you know, games like, um, uh, what's that Russian game? Um, roulette. roulette. <laughs> nice! <laughs> Apodaca! Coming in hot! Oh my God! There we are. <laughs> that was good. Uh, it's about a plague, but anyway, you're in a, a pathologic, pathologic oh, okay. uh, one and two. Like those games are impossibly hard, but what I like about them is just you you start thinking you're like I have no fucking idea what's happening, and I'm creeped out, and I just have to like figure it out. And to me, that's more compelling in horror than just being chased. Right. Yeah. I, I I think the the atmosphere is is a huge part of it for me. I mean, uh, Heather, you're uh, you. I mean, you mess around with horror games. You're yeah. unflappable. I so horror games for me are very rarely scary, but mm-hmm. um, and we'll get into this. The reason that Silent Hill Two works is because of confusion and implication, and that's not something that happens in a horror. Like most most, of, I'm never like. Why is this happening when I'm playing Resident Evil? Like, I'm like, oh, kill that. It's moving. Whereas with this, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. What? Why? And that's that's horror. Like, that's Mm -hmm. that's not fear. It's very hard for a game to make me feel afraid. But it is possible for a game to make me feel horrified. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think so. Like it's, Where, it's whereas yeah. Ab- Abadaka exists sort of like in a in a like a cornucopia of those feelings whenever a screen is like grainy and dark. There were many, <laughs> yeah, right. There were many times when playing uh, this game that I thought it was going to kill me for real. 
Like, I, <laughs> I, I yeah. I, it I gets under your skin. Yeah. No, yeah, it's yucky. Yes. There, a lot of it is It's just, yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it, but yuck is what I'll say right uh, now. Yuck. Unsettling and and disturbing and and horrific in a way that there there is there is an element of horror. I think this is this is akin to what you're saying, Heather. That it's like it, it, when something is scary, but you also don't understand it. It's like mm. it's it's like there are things in this game that's just like I have not even I've not ever imagined this. I have imagined a giant spider or a Dracula, but what you are making <laughs> me interact with, I have not inspired. I have not. I've never imagined that. I have no concept of what I'm what I'm looking at. I just know that I don't like it. Right. Um, right. And and that is that is that is a uniquely an upsetting thing in this game. Uh, is is the uh, I guess let's 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 t- let's get into the Silent Hill yes. franchise a little bit. Oh. Uh. Uh, I want to talk about Silent Hill 2, but I do, I do, because like Silent Hill 2, I played uh, and and loved when it came out on PlayStation 2. I had pre-ordered it for PlayStation 2 when it released 20 years ago wow. um, and uh, and loved it and thought it was awesome. And, and, and you know, but I'd never played any other Silent Hill games. I think I maybe rented or played on my friend's PlayStation Silent Hill 1 a little bit, but I can't really say I like played through it. Uh, but is, has anyone else that has, has much have much experience with the Silent Hill franchise at large? Uh, um, yeah, no, Silent Hill 2, same thing. I played it when it came out. Uh, also, I had it pre-ordered. And Silent Hill 1 was almost like, remember, it, Silent Hill 1 came out around that time in high school, right when the internet had things, but like when your friends would be like, have you heard of this game? Sure. Where... It's like the scariest thing. And I was like, well, it sounds like Resident Evil. And they're like, no, you play a weak dude who's terrible. And I'm like, oh, great. (laughs) Um, And so, like, my first experience with Silent Hill 1 was, like, in high school through word of mouth. Almost the way when you were a kid, you got, like, old VHSs of horror movies shared with you. Um, Which I think was a nice way to experience it. I don't know if I would have enjoyed it as much now if it was, like, a new series with a $100 million advertising blitz. Right. Yeah, I I I think I've I had, I had probably a similar experience with Resident Evil One, which was like a game that my friend had on PlayStation One, and I remember going over there and uh, and playing. Wait, did I? T- I uh, fuck. Maybe I shouldn't tell this story. Um, but I I was at <laughs> it was at a house party, and it was like it was one of those things where kids were like like the 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 kids' parents were gone, and so they had the house to themselves and were having a house party, and there were literally like. The like literally the bedroom adjacent to us, like teenagers were like having sex in, oh my and then God. and me and and me and my friend were like in his bedroom playing his play playing another kid's PlayStation to, <laughs> so he could show me Resident <laughs> Evil One. Well, just all this debaucherous teen behavior is going around around us. Um, but I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is so cool. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is interesting that like I mean, word of mouth still exists. It's just in a different sort of. It, mm-hmm. It's it's more universal. Um, I, Heather, you played other Silent Hills? Yeah, I I played the first Silent Hill on PlayStation One, uh, and I might even still have my copy of it. Um, it was fine, but I felt like the technical limitations on the PlayStation One prevented it from really being like the game that they had envisioned. Sure, which is Silent Hill Two. Then in two thousand three, I was sucked into a game. I don't know if you know this. I was sucked into Silent Hill 3, and that's me. I'm Heather (laughs) in Silent Hill 3. Yeah, that's cool. uh, Which, at the time of release, looked so much like both the way that I looked and my haircut that my friends were like, is it possible 
that this is based on you. And I was like, no, this it's literally impossible yeah. that this is me. But it was it's very weird to see yourself walking around in a game, which is what Silent Hill 3 was. It's a, a, a woman named Heather who looked like me in 2003. <laughs> Look it up, dude. I'm a six foot tall white man, so I see myself in most games. (laughs) (laughs) You saw yourself in Pitfall in a bunch since then. Exactly. Let's get into Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2 is a 2001 survival horror game published by Konami, directed by Masashi... Uh, boy. Su- Suboyama. Su- Suboyama. Masashi Suboyama. Uh, and uh, written by Hiroyuki Awaku. Maybe. Well, let's, let's hope that I did that uh, right. It was released... On September 24th, 2001, that's going to come back in a few moments, but other games that were released in 2001 included Grand Theft Auto 3, Halo Combat Evolved, Final Fantasy X, Super Smash Bros. Melee, and Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, as well as uh, Young Apodaca's, uh, one of his favorites, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Hell yeah. This was a banner fucking year for video games. A huge fucking year for video games. But as I said, this game came out two weeks after (laughs) 9-11. And for those of us who weren't two or one or however old Apodaca was, (laughs) there there was... I could have been younger than one is what you're saying? Like negative? (laughs) (laughs) he could have been a concept the the experience of seeing 9-11 happen and then going in a sort of brain fog to GameStop or Electronics Boutique to pick up your copy of Silent Hill putting it in the player and then playing this fucking game at that time was insane. It yeah, was right. crazy. It really games, was. Games were not like this then. They just weren't t- trying to tell stories about other uh, things other than like, this is a haunted house and you have to get through the haunted house in order to get home. Like a game wasn't like, have you considered how you're complicit in a crime <laughs> while 9-11 was still smoking? It right. was so fucking crazy. Yeah, I I can't. I mean, I have infinite things to say about this game. Infinite things. It is one of my favorite games of all time. I am so happy that we played it. Uh, I played it through in September 2001 with uh, a friend who lived across the hallway in the same apartment building. And every night he would come over. He didn't play games, but he was hooked on watching Silent Hill 2. And he would just sit in my apartment watching me play it and being like, why? Why? What does that mean? What? What is happening? <laughs> Fucking um, great. Yeah, it's 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 really it's really something. I, I, just to touch on the development real quick. So Team Silent, who made this, 
uh, and made Silent Hills one through four. They kind of got jerked around by Konami because Konami, you know, it's not not necessarily the the most developer friendly uh, publisher. They ultimately get folded. And the Silent Hill franchise gets handed over to because Konami is basically like we want to just hand this over to Western developers. And so Silent Hill one through four kind of like, you know, one creative vision. And then the 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 Silent Hills that followed, which, again, I haven't played any of those, but those were all like, you know, American and 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 European developer development studios. Um, so it's it's kind of a shame that they didn't get to just continue making these uh, the, the way they wanted. But. Uh, you know, that's that's the publisher's whims. Um, also, uh, uh, Masashi Suboyama, who you mentioned, and, and Japanese credits uh, are, are for games are always, you know, it, they don't necessarily line up one to one with American, uh, North American credits and Western credits for games. So you don't always know if the director is like the creative director. But he this is the only this is his one game he was the director of. And similarly, like the, the producer, uh, Akihiro Imamura. Uh, doesn't have any other games where he's credited as the sole producer. So it's kind of just like kind of amazing that that. The equivalent is like what what's like a like a M Night Shyamalan or something who's like like you you would think that someone in film who comes out with like this amazing horror vision would just be like oh, okay well now they have license to keep making more stuff but it's just those opportunities didn't exist for the people behind this one of the best horror games ever made. I yeah. also want to give a shout out to the composer because so much of this game is on the shoulders of the sound designer and composer who is Akira Yamaoka. Um, and briefly, let's just set up the game so that we can talk about it for people who've never played it. Uh, yes. You are playing as a man named James Sunderland who receives a letter from his dead wife. And the letter tells him to come to a town named Silent Hill. That is the, o- the only thing that this game has sort of... Um, uh, narratively in common with the first game, I think, is the setting. The rest of it is all brand new. Like, it's like, here's a fucking scary town, and we're going to use that town again. Yeah. Uh, when you head into this town, which is blanketed by fog, you encounter uh, a few other living individuals, including Angela, who is a woman who has um, survived abuse at the, f- at the hands of her, I believe, her father and her brother, uh, a guy named Eddie, who is a dude who has been bullied his whole life. A uh, Nick Wagger, if you will. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> a big you- fat piece of shit who's <laughs> eating pizza while a crisis is going down. <laughs> yep. A coward you- who's puking into a trash can <laughs> instead of dealing with a nightmare around him. Man, this fog you- is crazy, buddy. Yeah. You, you meet a, a woman who is the uh, a, like a doppelganger for your dead wife named Maria. Uh, who is uh, like a slightly more sexualized and um, aggressive version of your dead wife. Uh, and you also meet a, a little girl named Laura. I think that's it. I think that's the cast. Yeah, it's a pretty small cast. Yeah. And the um, rest and of humans is, of, is just nightmare people and mm-hmm. monsters. And uh, my favorite monster design in all of video gaming history legs on top and legs on bottom monsters. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Which are the fucking so best. Great. So and are exactly so as I've just described. Yeah. So that's it. That's the setting of Silent Hill Two. Yeah. I, I'll I'll just say because and this this is just to 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 uh, to, to for anyone who's like ah oh, this game this podcast is strayed from its premise. This is that you're just talking about bad and weird games. First of all, this eat shit. First off, <laughs> eat shit. <laughs> Secondly, this game is this game is fucking weird. 
Like this is like a weird, like this is a weird world, and these these monster designs are like like horrifyingly so. Uh, but they are weird. They are distinct. This is a fucking unique gaming experience. Um, I I I I like Mike. What I guess just generally like, why do you love this game so much? Like, what got you into it? Um. Well. Uh, you know, at, you know, as you well know, I'm an extremely sad person. So a game that was like just about sadness, like war sadness on its sleeve. Like now every indie game's about sadness. Like every sure. game with pixel art is about like a flower that doesn't find love. But like in 2001, like having a game that was like the main character was like, I'm just sad, especially as like a teenager who was very sad. It was very compelling. Right. Um, but I think it's just, you know, I, you know, it's, it's not like the first game that's tried to tell a story or whatnot, or the first game that's tried to do this or that, but it felt like it was the first that took its time doing it. Like, it, it was the first that, like, it felt to me like the first time I saw a game being like, we're using everything in advancement of the story. The story isn't a reason for you to hide in a box in another room. The story doesn't feel completely disconnected from the gameplay. Like, it felt like the story was being told through the gameplay in a way that, I don't know, I hadn't really seen before you know like you know our generation i think especially where we grew up with good stories being in jrpgs where you got a sure. cut scene as a reward for fighting god for 30 minutes <laughs> and so there was a disconnect <laughs> you know there was like a disconnect between right. the story and what you were doing um this just felt like one long horror experience and i don't know and i really related to a story about regret like i haven't murdered a wife um, but, you know, like a story where the main character, you know, along with feeling bad, but like feeling regret, characters who don't understand why they're in this bad situation, you know, yes. a game about like negative patterns. It felt like a game that was talking about things that were super compelling and it always stuck with me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, to, I mean, like 100 percent. And 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 I, I, I think that's really well said. And, and I'll also just say from like. You know, I, I I was texting Heather and Matt that that maybe the gameplay hasn't aged great in this most recent playthrough. Is something they they haven't played in in twenty years. It, not the game's fault. It's just like this is this these were con, this was still the the early era of three D gaming where they're figuring this stuff out. But the things that do work are the sound design and the lighting is mm -hmm. so fucking good and scary in this game. And this is like the best use of a flashlight I feel like in any game I've ever played. Yeah. Also, it came at a time when casting shadows was still new. Like as a player, sure. seeing a cast shadow on a wall that was affected by your light source was, I mean, it had been done, but it was still novel. And so to use that in a horror setting where you're like moving your flashlight across a wall and it looks like something is scurrying across the wall because the shadow is dynamic was part of the atmosphere of of horror in Silent Hill 2. It's it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't even know I don't it, it's it's like I'm at Thanksgiving dinner and everything looks delicious. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, and I talked about this in uh in the book I wrote for Boss Fight Books about it, is it wasn't reviewed badly, but it wasn't reviewed that well. Um, like sure. I did a Metacritic search and it was, I forget the exact game, but it was like ranked at the same level as like some motocross game, like motocross 2001 <laughs> or something. Yeah. Um, it, 
reviewers rated it worse than the original Silent Hill because it was slower. Like there was a, a lot of the things that we're saying are good about it are people being like, well, it's slow and it's confusing. And there's like not a lot of combat, which mm-hmm. is exactly why it's good. Right. When we get to maybe we're wrong, I have some of those reviews from the time of release to read because they're fucking ridiculous. <laughs> uh, um, Nick, you 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 touched you, you touched on the sound design, and maybe it would be nice since there's so much to talk about to put yes. listeners in the headspace of Silent Hill Two. If we listen to a little bit of what this game sounds like. This is just the sound that's happening while you're wandering around looking for your next objective. So good. This is also the sound in Heather's hole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's such a nightmare. There's another section of the game where you are heading down a very long staircase... And that and that is the sound that plays in that is just like there's nothing happening to you while you're walking down this staircase except this sound. And if you play the game without a guide, which is how I played it originally, you're like, oh, God, am I going to is this a fight? Right. What is going to happen at the end of this fucking tunnel? What is making this sound? Yeah, it's just a game that's like it's so it's it does such a good job of being unpleasant. Like when you open like uh, metal doors and you just hear that scraping sound. Like the game just wants to be unpleasant, which works. Yeah. Yeah. This is the only sound you hear as you're walking down a hallway. And it's like, oh, is that, is something making that sound? (laughs) Yeah. Why is it getting louder? There were, there were a few times where I contemplated uh, putting something else on to listen to while I played this, and then I quickly realized that that is the worst idea because then I couldn't <laughs> yes. know if something was going to happen to me. <laughs> well, well, because you have a radio you get very early on, and the radio is partly a cue of where, you know, if the, the presence of enemies. Um, so you've got that, and so it's kind of like, you know, it's again, it's just a different way of like you're both hearing the this this like radio static uh, that's kind of tuning up and, and getting louder at, along with like kind of the these weird inhuman moans of these abominations that are stalking you. Yeah. I have a um, an anecdote about that radio, which was like a walkie talkie static that would play if you got near a ghost, uh, which is that I was dating a girl. Uh, who was also uh, liked video games. Um, She was, uh, English was her second language. She was from Belgium. uh, And she, uh, her primary language was French. Um, So there was like communication areas for us that were kind of hard. And uh, a lot of our, our, uh, we'd share cultural references, but that was about it. Um, Anyway, one night she was uh, staying at my place and I had bought a walkie talkie uh, at Radio Shack and hidden it under the bed. Uh, and then I went to go to the bathroom. And while I was in the bathroom, lit it up with static underneath the bed. And I have never heard somebody scream louder in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and also she was so angry that she was just screaming at me in French. I have no, like, I had no idea yeah. what she was saying. Wow. She was just yelling at me. Sacre um, bleu, no wee wee. Like, yeah, what? That kind of stuff. No wee wee. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. 
Good times, guys. Good times. Uh, all right. We well, not, not all of us had a girlfriend while we played Silent Hill 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, so, you know, I mean, maybe there are some people who've who've never played this game or never never played this era of games. Um, but, you know, like the, this era of survival horror uh, it, very often it, the convention was what you get in this game, which is the, the camera angles are mostly fixed. You don't have a lot of control over your camera. You can occasionally reset it behind your, uh, your the, the player character, but not always. And then you've got the tank style control, which is a thing that sounds intuitive, but it isn't. It's just like the movement is relative to your character. So anytime you push forward, your character is moving forward. But because the camera angle might change abruptly, all of a sudden you've got to change a different direction, uh, alter that. It's it's cumbersome and it's an adjustment because uh, they just don't games aren't are rarely made this way anymore unless they're a throwback. But I don't know. I mean, for a game like this where you're just like a normal person and you're in a situation that's above uh, like uh, that's way above your pay grade, I, I it kind of works. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of it all, all fits to the just the general disorientation of the game itself. Yeah. I'd also add that, you know, um, there's no tutorial. The right. game just starts um, even like and the thing is, like, I know that sometimes it's easy to think of tutorials as new, but like even met, games like Metal Gear were like, enter this code to call like it still had tutorial type things. And for this, sure. Silent Hill, too. You just start. You get the letter. And then you're just standing on a street and you have to or you're standing in a bathroom. You walk out, and you're on a street and then you just go. Um, so I love that. It just it also disorients you by not telling you anything. Mm-hmm. Right. You'd be confused if you were there in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and and because, as Nick said earlier, the scares are are unfamiliar type. I mean, Maybe you've seen them in like a tool video, like that aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, but, sure. But the but the monster design, there is a there is a monster in this game. I, I've I've mentioned legs on top and legs on bottom creatures, but there's a monster in this game that is famous and iconic, uh, whose name I think isn't canonically Pyramid Head, but is no. Pyramid Head. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's like Pyram- the shape in Michael Myers and Halloween One. Yeah, it's like he's called he's called the shape, but in better everyone knows him as Michael Myers. So so Pyramid Head is a a monster that you encounter who has a gigantic triangle for a head and a human body. And then he carries he drags a huge butcher knife behind him. And in a in an era when you were like fighting zombies or you were fighting like, you know, rabid dogs and Resident Evil the idea that you would come around a corner and there would be a fucking triangle-headed thing staring yes. at you, not doing anything. Anything, he, not moving. He's just standing in the hallway looking at you yeah. was awful. It was so good. Yeah. Like, it's so scary. It's so unsettling. And and this wasn't this also wasn't a time when you saw these like psychosexual themes in video games on right. consoles. You might have seen them in like computer games but like a playstation game usually wouldn't open like your first encounter with pyramid head is he's looks like he's fucking two of the lesser enemies yes. and it and and i remember at the time pausing the game 
and my friend going, what is happening? What is he doing? <laughs> so yeah. fucking good. And there's yeah, something it's... interesting about him. Like he, cause he, he looks like he's like the best case scenario is he's fucking those enemies. Yes. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but like, it's like, you're like, you know, again, playing games, you're so used to like all enemies are against you. You know, like, all right. bad guys must be... So, like, when... You, and your character hides in a closet and watches this, which has its own layers. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you get to a cutscene and you're like, oh, this monster is, like, doing something to other monsters. I don't understand what this is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's such a yeah. great scene. It's yeah, it's also, so awesome. You know, playing this on a CRT television in yep. 2001, it, it, the grain and the darkness of the game made it look semi-realistic it doesn't have that effect on you now but sure. like the color palette was not like gamey it was yeah. like it was rusty and and looked visually very similar to what an actual rust covered set would look like on one of those old televisions it's so, uh, so good it also and, makes the blood pop more and 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 seem more disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That, and and I think also there's just like the fog, which I guess the the and I didn't realize this until you sent me that article, Heather. But the, in the remaster, which which I played um, for this most recent uh, uh, playthrough, uh, is is they they defogged it a little bit. There's mm. less fog, and there there's such an it, it it felt the same as as I remembered. But I guess there's just like an even more oppressing fog in the PlayStation Two. Mm -hmm. uh, version, which just adds yeah. an Xbox, you know, original version, which just adds to just sort of like the the oh, oh shit, what the hell is around the next corner sort of feel to it, it. If we played the defogged version, I would hate to play full fog. <laughs> fucking nightmare. Uh, that first section when you when you first see Pyramid Head behind like a gate, like you know, yeah. and he's kind of just standing there. That I texted uh, Nick and Heather. That this that one fuck this two I hate this uh, and I went straight to the options menu and turned the brightness up as, as high as it could go because I was like none of these fuckers are gonna get the jump on me no way yep absolutely not it's so good and I'll say I yeah. was also I was also playing on the easiest setting because if there if, if there was ever a second of doubt for me that I was not going to make it I would not have finished I would not have finished this game <laughs> but you also discovered the pyramid head still one hit kills you on yes. beginner yeah he's still he's still that, that big knife that's a that's a big knife <laughs> he, he, he means it in the in the hardest setting, he zero hit kills you. He just like if you're in the room, <laughs> he kills die. you for real. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, you do have to like though. It's 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 not just like what happens to your character. It's also what happens to other characters in this game. It's just like you know when you're escaping from Pyramid Head and you've and you've got Maria, who's kind of like the the is this your wife? Your dead wife? Is it not your dead wife? You know, sort of character who's NBC who you're escorting for times. There's a point where you're like you're running from Pyramid Head and you escape and she doesn't, which is just such a fucking like. It's just so gruesome and also the kind of thing that you just wouldn't see in games of the time. Yeah. Which is like, holy shit, that just fucking, uh, the pyramid head just got her. Uh, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> my, 
I feel like I feel like we invited an expert on the show, and we're all just like, "Oh, and yeah, and you know what else? You know what on Christmas? Cool? Christmas time know, was so right. neat. Oh man, you know what else? In Christmas, call oh, Christmas. But that's like what, we're, that's... we're like three idiots, like in the middle of the day, calling each other and being like, "What did you get?" <laughs> Meanwhile, we've got Santa Claus on the fucking show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. No, but that's what it does. It's such like a it it does everything so well. Yes. That you just like it's like I think you're right. I think like the combat's a little dated, but like even the story replaying it, it's a 20 year old story. I, I replayed it like six or seven times for this book and the story holds up. And 100%. A lot of stories from 20 years ago and a lot of media don't. Mm -hmm. Um, For sure. Yeah. The fact that this deals with things like, you know, with like, you know, Angela and sexual assault or you and your wife and like, you know, euthanasia or murder, depending on the way you feel about it. Like it holds up and doesn't come off as like awful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you know, for a, a, I, I, I think I'd similarly group Metal Gear Solid Two, which came out in the same year, as like having a story that kind of holds up and, uh, very well. And, and, but yeah, you can contrast that with like like Final Fantasy X, a game I adore. I love Final Fantasy X. That's maybe I Heather's going to be mad. Maybe my favorite Final Fantasy oh game. Oh my god, go home! But, Get the fuck what, out of here! What are you? But the story twelve? What What's wrong <laughs> with you? Ten's your favorite? <laughs> I like ten. Do you, Thanks, what, do you also like Kingdom Hearts? I, I, yeah, that's me. I love Kingdom Hearts. Oh, no, I love no. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Ten's good, uh, but the uh, but but the story over Ten is not is like you know it's kind of a come on you know it it, it hasn't necessarily aged great. And Kingdom like, Hearts doesn't really have a story. So. <laughs> well, it has a lot of them. All <laughs> they're just layered on top of each other. <laughs> I so I think part of what also works about Silent Hill Two twenty years later is that you know the. One of the most iconic scares on the on the PlayStation One is when you're walking down the hallway in Resident Evil One and the dogs jump through the window. It yeah. doesn't work anymore because the graphics are so limited and the hallway is so clunky and it just looks weird. And you're not like, oh no, these dogs, because you're mostly like, are those dogs? What are those triangles? <laughs> sure. But with this game, because so much of the horror is a collection of things in places they shouldn't be. The mm-hmm. fear still kind of like gets to sink its teeth into you. Like you see, in order to get your flashlight, you're wandering around inside of an apartment building and there is a mannequin with your dead wife's clothes in uh, in a room where it shouldn't be. And you come around that corner and, uh, and it at first looks like an enemy. And you're like, oh, am I going to trigger this enemy's movement? Like, am I going to, like, if I inch into this room, is it going to jump on me? What am I supposed to do? And then you realize that it's your dead wife's clothes. Or there's, like, a shopping cart on the fifth floor of a building where it shouldn't be. There's, right. you know, obviously there's a pyramid in place of a head. There is a point where, that Apodaca <laughs> pointed out where you go, you go so far that you go down a long tunnel, you go into an elevator that goes down, you go into another elevator that goes down, a third elevator that goes down. So you are seemingly miles below a city and you walk into a room and there's a cemetery and you're like, what, how this, it, it, it's upsetting because of what it implies. Yeah. Not right. because you're yeah. scared to be in that room. It's like borrowing a pair of socks from a friend and they're wet. You're like, what happened? 
That's great. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty spot on. Right. <laughs> and they're just, and they all they're doing is like finger wagging at you. And yeah. So you don't even ask. They're just no. like, mm-mm. Right. <laughs> but, but also, but like the game sort of, you know, dreamlike, uh, the, the dreamlike reality that you're within lets you kind of like forgive some of the moon logic or even just kind of justifies it mm-hmm. that, that yeah. you need to solve some of the puzzles in the game of just like, wait, why do I need this coin that's in a baby carriage that's in an empty pool uh, but to, to, you know, to, to open this puzzle box or whatever? Or why am I why am I using a doll hair uh, attached to a hook <laughs> to extract a key from a shower drain? But like it like in, in yeah. the reality of the world, it, like in some in, in, a, in a traditional point click adventure game, you'd be like, this is fucking stupid. Like, what, what, what the hell am I doing this for? But in this world, it's kind of like. Uh, well, I'm just being taken along for this ride in in this cycle, uh, the psychological prison of of the game's protagonist. So it it kind of tracks. There's there's also like um, sort of a a a a, a playfully faux literate sensibility to a lot of the puzzles, like clues. Like I've I've screenshot a uh, uh, um one of the poems that is telling you what you have to do. And it goes like that, like instead of being like, you know, enter code here and then you find the code somewhere else. One of the clues is first lies the seat of he who is peerless, silent and empty, heartless and fearless. Beside him sits one who knows the place of the servant is next to the throne. Dozens of feet, yet not a single toe. The one that is hidden, Beside him doth go, seducer of dreams, creature of Hades, lying further from man and closer to lady. Man and woman, seeing all, heedless to the raven's call. Silent and hidden the two may be. They be not there for you to see, etc., etc., etc. And then another one later, <laughs> where you're looking for like the, I think it's the numbers to a safe. The The clue is just, all lowercase. Now I must not forget it. Nine five nine eight. That's good. He's the lowest now. I too will be free, and he will serve me. I am a genius. No one can stop me. No one can stop me. No one can stop me. No one can stop. No, no, no. <laughs> and they're both upsetting. Like that's the, the, yeah. in different right. ways. Yeah. I do like, I, I do like, this is just a general video game thing, the trope of being like, I'm going to write down the my pin number and put yes. it right next to the thing. <laughs> Which I know people really do, but like I was replaying Deathloop and that's like everything in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the only yeah. way you can play Deathloop is to replay it. Am I right? <laughs> that's Am I true, right? Actually. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. If you're playing it, playing it is replay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Also, there's the when they're when they're the game tries to be like a little like clever about it. And it will be like, you know, there's a note like just so you know, the uh, 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 the code to the safe is uh, the license plate number uh, from from our big fishing trip. And then you have to like find the photo yeah. of them on the fishing trip. With yeah. license. Like like anyone would just if you're going to write a note to your friend, you just write down like, hey, <laughs> eight, two, five, seven. There. You, so, you know, you don't have to yeah. solve a fucking puzzle because <laughs> you're someone I trust. Although if I suppose if you wanted to like fuck with like if you were like because I feel like you should you should leave passwords for like loved ones in case you pass away or something. But it would Mm -hmm. be funny to make a book that looked like the Grail Diary that was just like a bunch of like insane language that was like 
you know, the uh, the prison of money can be found on the code <laughs> of three. And you're like, I think this is the pin? <laughs> the whole password is that book. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there um, is like a there is a there are difficulty separate difficulty settings for puzzles and and combat in this game. So you can make the you can crank up the puzzle difficulty if you want to get really really obtuse in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or dumb them down. Uh, let's. Uh, That's uh, what I did. Uh, <laughs> we should talk. We should talk about the uh, the the end game a little bit. And mm-hmm. I guess we are very thoroughly going to be getting into spoiler country. Mm-hmm. Now, so uh, so just a warning for everyone out there. Oh, fuck. Now entering spoiler country. Yeehaw! Giddy up! <laughs> you may get spoiled. So this game has a bunch of different endings, and th- you know this is one of those things that I was that, in that games do. Such a do. good mood. I was in such a good mood before we entered spoiler country. <laughs> Look. Partly our, I'm not putting this on at his feet, but partly our engineer, Devin Bryant, told us that when we say that on the show, he gets to play a little audio cue, a little cowboy uh, giddy up thing. So we wanted to give him that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the game has, you know, it's 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 something that that works well in games and doesn't really work in other media, which is the which is this game has multiple endings, and I don't know if there is one that's like the canonical ending. Um, I I yeah. think they've they've kind of kept that ambiguous. I mean, you might know, Mike. Um, I believe, and I because I. After I finished this book, I basically did not look at Silent Hill 2 for eight months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because even if you love a game, when you play through it eight times and take cohesive, like, a, like comprehensive notes, there's a point right. when you're like, I'm good. Yeah. For um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I believe the Japanese novelization, which was fan localized, but never actually translated to English officially. I believe the ending where you're drowning is the official one. Okay. Mm. Uh, which mm. I... Or the canonical one. There's no official one. I, ho- I however, agree that seems the most likely one just because there's a lot of clues throughout the game. Like, uh, that ending, just so you know, in the first game had in uh, the same thing. This is for listeners. You guys know this. Um, it, uh, they have, like, an, an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge ending where you find out, or Jacob's Ladder ending, where you find out, like, the main character was dying the whole time that the events of the game were taking on and the game ends because they died. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in uh, the... Wait, that's how Jacob's Ladder ends? The movie? Yeah. The, the original, at least. I didn't see the remake. Wow. I never saw yeah. it. He's dying there's in Vietnam. There's a remake of... Wait, wait. There's a remake of Jacob's Ladder? Yeah. What? I, I, I have not seen it. I know it exists. That's insane. It's that's like when they remade the... Total Recall. Right. Also, also crazy. <laughs> that's a rough remake. Wow. Or RoboCop. They did that, too. Remember? Oh, yeah. They made a RoboCop. Yeah. 2019 Jacob's Ladder. You're not you, you were kidding. Wow. wow. Yeah. Nothing like watching a perfect a movie, swing. turning to your friend and saying, let's do this again. <laughs> <laughs> what, what hubris. What insanity to be an God. executive who finishes Jacob's Ladder and is like, oh, let's we can do this. Let's remake this. <laughs> also, Jacob's Ladder, the original movie, wasn't like a hit. It was sure. like a cult classic. <laughs> yeah. 
I never watched that movie, uh, but my parents owned it on VHS, so I was always intrigued by it. I don't, I don't understand why they owned it on VHS. They owned that and and Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. Um, so this explains <laughs> so much about Nick Weiger. <laughs> Both of those, though, had heavy effects on Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. I, I also imagine because he's only named these two tapes, the rest of the living room is bare. And there's just like <laughs> empty bookshelves and two cassettes. <laughs> there was like a soda machine. And then uh, when when you pressed it, uh, like, a, like bones would come out. <laughs> The end game, as we were getting into, is, you know, there's there's all these different versions um, of basically the same thing of 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 your player character is dealing with the the grief and, and trying to find closure of his culpability or, you know, uh, it, 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 in his wife's his sick wife's death. Uh, and um, there's a few different versions of it that are that, that kind of play it straight. Uh, but there's also a couple of like really goofy endings, including yep. one that maybe you are uh, you might be familiar with, even if you've not played this game, just because I think it's like generally like it would be like the weirdest game endings. This one always pops up. Um, but there's one where where uh, James, the player character, goes in and discovers a dog at a control <laughs> center, a Shiba Inu, who is basically putting all this stuff in motion. Um, and it's, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a good joke. It's, it's funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. and the, the end credits are like barking music. Like it's yes. like this fun song with the dog barking. And there's a point when there's a character, Eddie, who talks about having killed a dog. And there's like a point in the credits when they show Eddie and it's like the dog's re reaction to him is clearly linked to the fact that he murdered a dog. Yes. <laughs> I love this and, game. And then there's also yeah. like it's great. In, the, in the dog ending, there's also like a cut of like a weird sexy lady, like just like a sexy lady. Yeah. Is that also isn't there art where Pyramid Head is riding the dog? Like, isn't Pyramid Head tiny and on, on the dog's back? Or am I thinking of like promo art or something? I don't. I, you might be I'm right. Not I, sure. just, I don't remember. But you might be right. I have forgotten so much about this game already. <laughs> I, I'd like to talk about one of the most disturbing boss fights of the game. Oh, I think um, I know which one. Which is that uh, you, you encounter this woman early on in the game. Her name is Angela. Uh, she's also in Silent Hill looking for something. Uh, you, when you discover her later in the game, she is laying down in a filthy fucking room with a knife contemplating suicide. Um, boy, I guess we, we're going to have to put a bunch of warnings at the front of this episode. Yeah. Uh, and then you find her again and she is in a flesh covered room that doesn't share. I don't think that design recurs like it is a no. texture for this one room. Uh, there are 24 pistons driving into the walls of this room and you fight a boss that, for lack of a better description, looks like a a, a, a human being fused to a bed and mm -hmm. the legs of the human being are like hanging off of the bed and you shotgun it a bunch and kill it. But it is it is horrible. 
It is yeah. horrible to behold. And, and, and I think the boss fight happens in that room, if I'm not You're mistaken. Right. Um, it is so upsetting. Like, there's a bunch of, like, upsetting stuff and then like you walk into meat lockers and some of the meat is wearing clothing and you're like Ugh. or like there's you know a room with like a bunch of executed people and you're like Ugh. but i don't think anything is as like grotesquely unnerving as fighting a boss that is a visual manifestation of the trauma of this woman who you are yes protecting i guess or at least you know you're exhibiting revenge for i don't i don't know what like you wrote yeah. the fucking book mike what what the fuck is happening there what's going on uh well as we said angela is um in silent hill because I, yeah we first see her look she's like i'm looking for my mother in a cemetery and you're like oh what does that mean and sort of over time you figure out you find out that she murdered her father and her brother for sexually assaulting her and so that room, yeah, like you said, it's like a manifestation of it. But what's interesting about that boss fight to me, too, is that when you defeat him, one, she, at the cutscene that's placed, she, like, drops a TV on his head. So it's almost like she takes the victory from you, but she also seems mad at you for showing up. Like, it's not like, right. like her response to you isn't like, oh, thank you for saving me, or, or like, I'm free of this now. If anything, later on, we see the fact that you can't help her, that she's yes. on this on her own. So, like... The boss fight's disturbing, but also it's kind of earned in a way that doesn't feel like it's problematic or just using that imagery for, you know, salacious reasons. It feels like it really earns that. Yes. Uh, that boss, by the way, uh, his name is Abstract Daddy, which is itself unsettling. Yeah. yeah, A nightmarish uh, thing. And that's a good yeah. point, though, too, is that everybody... I, I didn't play the original Silent Hill, so I don't know if this is a theme that carries over, but everybody who is drawn to Silent Hill did uh, something bad, like, like or, you know, yeah. quote unquote bad. Like she murdered people, murdering bad, but she murdered these people that, you know, assaulted her. Uh, but then and then James either, yeah, smothered his smothered his wife for either, uh, you know, yeah, out of hatred or uh, compassion, depending on the ending that <laughs> that you get. Um, and then, uh, oh, Eddie, yeah, and Eddie killed the dog. So those are all like, but I don't know why. Was the little girl well, and his you, bully too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he shot Eddie was his bully in the knee, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie, who you meet vomiting in a toilet, yeah, uh, yeah. confesses to you later that he shot his bully, who was a football player, in the knee ruining his ability to play football from that point forward. I actually pulled the audio of him puking because it's the most violent puking I've heard in any medium. It's so gross. <laughs> Fucking gross. <laughs> you see his butt crack too? Yeah. <sighs> It somehow like, sounds like he's barfing up shit. It's so <laughs> gross. Yeah. And like the breath that he's catching yeah. in between is like, he really needs, you know, he needs that breath. He's like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. They're either, either after this, or I, I, it's either short. I might, I feel like it's shortly after this, or, but around the same time, you also, you have, you reach into a toilet, like yeah. a fucking filthy toilet to pull a wallet out. Yeah. Uh, to get, you do get some so information much, you need. 
blind reaching into yes. this in this game there's like so many <laughs> and like and, and to me that that's like a horror i didn't realize that's not something i knew i was afraid of right like, just like blindly reaching or just like blindly jumping down a deep dark hole like just like and just ugh, ugh, yuck i yeah this game <laughs> ugh. speaking of holes it, one of my favorite things in this game is just a piece of writing on a wall in a bar. And you it, because you kind of have free roam of the town and you don't know where it is that you're supposed to go or find stuff, you wander into a bar and written on the wall of the bar is there was a hole here. It's gone now, which yeah. do, you to this. I don't think. Anybody knows what that means? It's not, no, there's been no like published answer. Like if I went into anywhere and that was written on the wall, I'd be like, no, I got, ha- I, we have to leave. There, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst. And then, oh, I, yeah, it's, I love, I love that bar. That was, it's I, so great. So good. I think there's even on the soundtrack, there's a track that's named that. Like, I think it's specifically, like, that oh, moment wow. has, a th- think, some music to it. I, I have, for, for my entire career, tried to emulate just the moment of <laughs> walking into a place and you read a thing and you're like, I, I can't comprehend, but this is bad. Yeah. It's yeah. really bad. Yeah. yeah. The thing, it's, it's that perfect Silent Hill thing where it's unsettling in the way they're like, well, those are all English words that I recognize. Absolutely. (laughs) In a sentence together, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about here. This is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Is there like a thing in this game Mm -hmm. that, that you, that you feel almost like a, a person, not like a, I'm not, I'm going to ask this question and then then we'll laugh because it'll be like, ah, ha, ha is that that you have like a personal affection for like a like that specific to you you're like this is my favorite little bit of Silent Hill 2 um i really like the character of angela the one we were just talking about mm. i think you know everything about her um you know i did not go through something that's nearly the same experience but i had experiences and so like you do understand the regret and the you know the shame that you carry with that um not nearly the same but you know um and just like even the way they dress her, like if you look at the way she's dressed, like if you look at Maria, Maria's dressed sexually because she's this fantasy version of James's wife. But um, uh, Angela's like wearing a very thick turtleneck sweater, very baggy. You, they intentionally designed her so you can't really tell her age. So she at times seems both like maybe a young teen or like a woman in her older 20s. You can't really tell like everything about her and the way her story flows. Like, even at the very end of her story, um, you're in this big hotel, like, sort of one of the final areas of the game is this hotel that you spent your honeymoon in with your wife. And uh, throughout the game, you see a lot of water themes. Like, you, you know, you go across a lake, you're going underground, everything's wet, the hotel has sort of has, like, a black mold-type look to it at a certain point. (laughs) Um, But in that final scene, you see a fire that she walks up, and she basically says, you can't help me, there's nothing you can do for me. She walks up this fire staircase, and it's the only time we have fire imagery. And what that sort of develops is that each of these characters wasn't just in Silent Hill, but they also were experiencing a slightly different Silent Hill. And that's mm, why they couldn't wow. connect with each other. There's like that also that point with Eddie when he's like, did you see that 
when you first meet Eddie, James goes, did you see that like giant pyramid monster? And Eddie's right. like, what monster? Which yes. you can interpret as a lie or you can interpret as like, oh, I don't see what you see. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, so Angela's story is fascinating to me because it feels like, one, a story that you never see in video games. And two, it's a story that sort of like counteracts your expectation as a player. You save her, you make her feel worse. Um, you see right. her at the end of the game. She does not give you the satisfying send off. She's like, I'm going to do something that you can't see. Um, so to me, she almost like resists the normal side character, power fantasy side story thing. And she's, I don't know, one of my favorite characters in gaming. Wow. wow. Also, the knife that she's holding when she's suicidal that she gives to James. Um, one, that knife is the same design as Pyramid Head's giant butcher knife. It's just mm-hmm. enlarged. Same, same model. And two, one of the endings, the suicide ending, requires you to look at the knife a lot in your inventory. So not only, like, and you, you are never told that by the game. It's just the right. way you get the ending. You almost have to know to do that. But, like, she gives you the method through which your character could possibly kill himself mm-hmm. as she's going through her own suicidal thing. I don't know. It's just, she's just such a deep character. It, it's a, that, that in of itself is like, cause that's the thing that, that via the endings guide, I was like, oh, you just have to keep looking at the knife to, to, you know, that that's one of the things you have to do to trigger this. But also that, that this is like kind of in, in you know, in a game where everything's so resource scarce, you're handed a knife. And they specifically make a point of saying that, like, this can I cannot use this as a weapon. So, like, this thing that you're given is also, like, not a thing that you can use to uh, to gameplay advantage. It's just like this this artifact that you kind of have to carry around. Yeah, it's I, I don't know. It's it's a uh, I, I, it, yeah, like the, the point you made about Pyramid Head being specific to James is like such a thing, too, of just like this is such his his specific like mem- like thing of. Uh, his, the, the the thing that's there to punish him, the thing that's right. there to to you know make him a uh, 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 deal with his own trauma. It's I don't know. It's I, I it's fucking great. I I feel like we could just talk, we could just talk about everything we like about this game uh, so all long. day. But you know we should get to our final thoughts on Silent Hill Two. It's time for our review crew. <laughs> So we'll say something positive uh, and give this game a numerical decimal rating. Here's my positive. This is a gameplay thing. There's no HUD. I love that there's no HUD in this game. Mm-hmm. I love that it, you're just like, there's no like, hey, go to this waypoint. There's no health meter. There's no mini map. There's nothing. You're just looking at what's on what's on, uh, the, what's on screen. It's disorienting and it forces you to, you know, it, it just sort of like it live in this this disturbing world even more so and 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 removes that like comfort of knowing that this is a game while you're immersed in it um i i don't know i think this this game is this game is awesome has it aged perfectly gameplay wise i don't know uh i i'll 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 take off a tenth of a point because it's a little bit clunky to play in 2021 and give this a 9.9 heather is furious wow (laughs) wow It just has some things that are just like a little like 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 to be honest, this, the camera is the camera sucks. The camera is very bad. In, in, this movie's in black and white. Therefore, Different it's thing. bad. Different thing. Well, see, that's something I, I agree with you. That's that's right. <laughs> um, there. I I mean, like I I could speak about Silent Hill two for forever. Uh, but one of my favorite moments in this game is 
I think the first time you encounter Pyramid Head in a fight, you're shooting him a bunch. The, the sound is not like the sort of fleshy cabbage sound that you get when you hit any other monster. It's like you hear bullets like basically bouncing off his pyramid head. Yes. And and he doesn't die. He eventually seems to get irritated with you and he walks into like walks down a flight of stairs into water and just goes underwater and walks away. And it's on first first playthrough, that's horrible. On second <laughs> playthrough, very funny. Very <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah. The, the pyramid head's just like, oh, God, come on, man. And then just goes into water, which then drains after he's after he's in the water, it drains and you follow. You can go into that section. But but just the idea that you would be fighting something that is so horrifying and it would like turn and like basically like walk into a river is really funny. And 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 that's I love I love it. I love it. This, I mean, God, we didn't even play all the sound cues that I wanted to play. I love this fucking game. Um, and it has puzzles in it. But the puzzles are like, they, they're not the annoying kind of puzzle. You Like, yeah, you have to backtrack, but the, fu- the fun of the backtracking is, do I want to like hit the nurse with my bat with a <laughs> nail in it? Or do I want to like run past him or... It's it's great. Um, ten out of ten. Fucking perfect game. Ten. Ten. Ten out of ten. Wow. Wow. Um by the way, that pyramid head fight, you can just you could just wait out if you want. Yeah. Is that like, true? Because basi- basically it's just like he, he's <laughs> how how long can you keep him amused before he gets bored? And so if you just avoid him for like enough time, he'll just he'll just do the same thing. I think you can do that too with the double pyramid when there are two. That's also something we didn't oh, wow. talk about. There's a there's two of these dang things. There's not just right. one pyramid head. There are two. There are two pyra- pyramid men. These two. What's what's <laughs> the only thing scarier men? than one pyramid yeah. head? Two pyramid heads. Yeah, and they're friends. And they yeah. they stab. They impale each other themselves at the same time. Frightening. Uh, for me, I mean, look, this is not my genre. All right, I like I like watching scary movies because uh, that's that's less that's passive. I'm watching something happen. That's uh, or I even like going to like scare. You know, I'll go to a haunted hayride. I'll go to like a Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. That's happening to you, but there's like a layer. There's a you know, I can get a crusty burger. Like there's there's a layer of disbelief (laughs) there that I I can sort of get behind. When I'm playing a scary video game, it feels like life or death to me. It feels like it's actually happening to me. Uh, I've only ever played one other like capital H horror game and it's Resident Evil 4 and I finished Resident Evil 4. So my only base for comparison is something that came after it, which I think is interesting. Um, yeah. This, yeah, I mean, I'm playing this in 2021. It obviously has camera and control issues, but I got over it. I pressed on. I I, I got through the whole thing. I finished this fucking thing and I I... I loved it. I I was so scared. I it just really worked for me from top to bottom. I uh will, will never play another Silent Hill game again. Like I just <laughs> I, I won't do it. My my positive I can't think. I mean everything works. It's scary. It uh you know, the characters are great, the stories are great. Um I it had things. Oh, I guess I'll say this is my 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 number one positive thing was this thing I specifically read about the making of 
pyramid head and why he's so scary. And it's uh, it's a quote from one of the game designers. It's its design not only serves to psychologically frighten the player as the sharp edges of the triangular head were intentionally illustrated to suggest the possibility of pain. So not only is he just scared to look at, he also it looks like it hurts. So that's like, <laughs> that's so scary. Right. Um, yeah. And I they did they, they did a lot of work. So it make me scared and they pulled it off. So I will also give this a 10 out of 10. This is an unbelievable game. This is a great, great game. Wow. Uh, all right, Mike, your thoughts. Uh, you know, I, I, I wrote a book on this for Boss Fight Books available in <laughs> ebook form or paperback. So I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's it's one of my favorite games ever made and it's a game that every time I go back to play it I both sort of notice something new and also don't hate it like there's so many games I go back and play like I try to play Final Fantasy 7 every so often but I know that I'm playing it because I liked it when I was young not mm-hmm, because sure. I'm still enjoying it the same mm-hmm. way Silent Hill mm-hmm. 2 I still enjoy um, so 10 out of 10 wow uh, by the way, for for anyone who is a, a who is as a as a gaming PC and maybe wants to play this game, I thought about playing this version, and I ultimately decided it would be you know not 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 really the authentic experience. But there's Silent Hill Two Enhanced Edition, which is a fan made um, project uh, that basically updates Silent Hill Two and fixes a lot of its you know quirks of being a game of twenty years prior. So uh, so that's one possibility for playing it now. Um, But hey, those were our thoughts, Heather. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we were wrong. We've collected reviews from all over the internet, and if we had a positive take on this game, these will be negative reviews. And if we had a negative take, it'll be positive reviews. It's maybe we were wrong. (laughs) I have a quick one. All right, go for it, Nick. This is a one-star Amazon review. I'll just read the subject line. This is by PSL. Could have been a good game if it didn't suck so bad. <laughs> that's a good point, though. We didn't talk it's about true. that, but that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's we should have talked about that. It does suck really bad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that was posted December 27th, 2001. So that was like a oh, you know, wow. contemporaneous review. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I don't even know which of these to choose from. I have both uh, the... Um, contemporaneous review from Game Informer and also the one from PSM, PlayStation Magazine, both of which were negative reviews. Um, I'll I'll pull a little bit from the Game Informer review, which is Silent Hill 2, big fogging disappointment. Oh, no. Uh, Opening paragraph. When Game Informer reviewed the first Silent Hill, we took a lot of abuse from some of our readers for the substandard score we gave it. I wasn't around for that era, but the Miss Cleo in me says history will repeat itself. While there are many cool things about Silent Hill 2, the wide array of annoyances will prevent most gamers, including myself, from really enjoying it. This review closes with, I gave Silent Hill 2 every opportunity to wow me, but it never did. Instead of the brain-bending adventure with scares and gore that I had so desperately hoped for, it turned out to be a sloppy, monotonous bore that nearly put me to sleep. I kind of wish it would have, so I could have woken up to realize it was all just a bad dream. Seven out of ten. Wow. Wow. Uh, I have one here from, from IMDb, of all places. <laughs> uh, four out of ten they gave this thing. John Boy 175 on, on uh, March 21st, 2016. Uh, they wrote... 
Silent Hill is a dark, atmospheric tale, which is also quite overrated. Um, <laughs> and they said, uh, what is with all the goddamn puzzles and riddles? It became quite ridiculous sometimes, and instead of scared, I was just frustrated. Sometimes you spend too much time in one area, for example, hospital, and it just becomes boring and tiresome. The creepiness was wasted in puzzles which take up 85% of the game. The combat was okay, but the puzzles, they don't like this. They don't like puzzles. These puzzles didn't work. I would say it's less than 85% of the game. I'd say like I'd, being yeah, terrified is 90%. <laughs> Can I read a little from this PSM review? Sure. All right. PSM review. Silent Hill 2. Not bad, but slightly disappointing. This is from the November 2001 issue. Uh Silent Hill surprised most of us with an intriguing story, frightening and horrifying events and monsters, and solid gameplay mechanics, which only helped fuel the fire of expectation for the sequel. Unfortunately, Silent Hill 2 burns in this unfair flame due to f- a few serious problems. As it concludes with, as cool as it looks and sounds, Silent Hill 2's problems keep it from being an absolute purchase. It's good, but fails to live up to our high expectations. Seven out of 10. Now, here's why I love this review. It's how the how the game stacks up. So it compares it to other scores that the magazine has given. Uh-huh. Devil May Cry, 10 out of 10. Resident From- Evil Code Veronica X, 9 out of 10. Onimusha, <laughs> 8 out of 10. Extermination, a game I had to look up on Wikipedia, 8 out of 10. Silent Hill 2, 7 out of 10. Wow. I mean, you kind of get it in a sense because, like, those games are just more accessible. Like, an Onimusha didn't stick with me. Code Veronica, I can barely remember. But those are games are just like, oh, this is more accessible. This is just like a much more, I don't know, it's, 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 a, it's a much denser game that maybe just requires the, a, a length of time before, you, before people are able to appreciate it. And what's a, what's a, there's, got, there's fucking movies like that. There's so many movies like that that yeah. critics just don't respond to initially and then... You know, twenty years later, they like this is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 I will just say, I, 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 we should, we should, we should, we should answer a question. But I, I think that you know we're all pretty rapturous about this game. Um, it, it, I think as as survival horror games go, as horror games go, this is probably the. the I think this is probably the high water mark for storytelling. Like, mm-hmm. I think this is like, I think that I would say that maybe like, yeah, Resident Evil Four or a, uh, a Last of Us One are like maybe better overall like games as just mm-hmm. interactive experiences. But like as far as storytelling, I feel like there's. I don't know if there's a better there's a better horror story anywhere in games. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't even. It's so funny. I said I only ever played Resident Evil 4. That to me is more similar to Silent Hill 2 than a The Last of Us. The Last of Us feels like it's it is horror. I would say it's horror, but to me it's I was I was more scared playing this than I was playing anything ever in my life. I was like I truly if it's like I remember playing Resident Evil 4 and being yeah. like I don't know if I'll ever recover from this so I was like, this is like really, really scary uh and then being like so over like whelmed with like pride at finishing it and like right i've bought and i bought like the ports of it for like switch and stuff and i've just never played it again and i probably won't but this i was like i can't wait i i, I can't wait to never think about this again <laughs> Well, well, proud of you, Matt. Thank you for. Uh, I'm glad you glad you played it. Glad you overcame your, your fears it. of the genre to experience this. Yeah, 
So, so what's that? What's that for horror games for you now? You've got uh, you got Silent Hill two, you did Resident Evil four, and uh, the the ghost house levels from Super Mario World. Well, yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say I'm about, I'm about halfway through uh, Luigi's Mansion three, but I, I did put it down. For this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's time for the question block. All right, this one's from Max Duran on Twitter, uh, and, and they write. Which horror game do you think you could survive the longest in real life? Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a question. God. <laughs> I mean, either way, either way, I'm out of there day one. Yeah. Like, let's, yeah. Not, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> that first wave. When they when they talk about like like, you know, like like four billion people disappeared in 15 minutes. I'm one of those four billion in the yeah. prologue. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but I yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh <sighs> What, what, I, I, you know, I, I'll say this. I'm pretty resourceful and I don't mind manual labor. So I think if it's a kind of like a, the more apocalyptic and uh, desolate the world is where there's just like I can just kind of have a space to myself, I think I'd have a pretty decent sh- I, I'd have a better than better shot than I would in something where it was more of like a, you know, where, where I had to fight things. If I could just avoid things, if I could just hide out, I think I'd be in better shape. Yeah. I was I was just thinking that in in a not in a regular The Walking Dead, but in a Telltale's The Walking Dead, I think oh, I could there you do go. I could do well only because I could manage everyone's like interpersonal, like social, uh, like yes. cues and things like that. I could keep up with that, and they would protect me because I was nice to them. And I re- and, and you know even though they're remembering stuff I'm doing, they're gonna be like you know what? ultimately he's like he's actually he's a really good guy so. Yeah, that's a great answer. Also, when when it came down to it and it was like, you got to pick who lives or dies, Benny or Janet. I, that's for me. No problem. I'll just. Yeah, I can make that decision. Yeah, yeah we'll, take, we'll take Janet. <laughs> Sorry, Benny. Sorry, Benny, you're toast. Um, are there any, uh, you know, uh, any any horror world, any horror reality you think you could have a uh, stand a decent chance of uh, surviving through? I don't know. It seems like. Uh... Seems like um, lesbians are immune to the clicker virus, so I might be okay there. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be the reveal in Last of Us 3. It's going to be like, wait a minute, this whole community. (laughs) No fans will be upset. Not zero fans. Um, I, and I mean, like I would die in any of them. I would die in any yes. of them. There's no, oh, yeah. none, no, nothing. <laughs> but on the off chance, I'll pick Last of Us just because. Hey, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think trying- it would be kind of cool to that would just be like kind of a cool world to be in for a little bit. You know, yeah. what? before you got fucking. Well, I just mean, I just mean as apocalyptic realities go. If I have to choose one to sort of like see, I'm just like, yeah. oh, this would be kind of cool to see a little bit before you know the fucking WLF headshots me or whatever. <laughs> uh, Micah, is a bit of a horror game aficionado. Any horror worlds that stand out as something where you might uh, you might think you have a chance? I think maybe Fatal Frame, just because I already don't like oh, taking photos. Okay. And so I feel like <laughs> if someone's just like, you, you can't take photos anymore, I'd be like, all right. So I think Fatal Frame would be my answer. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, hey, hit us up with your questions and send in your short reviews of Silent Hill 2 for our review crew. Your review crew will read and play your reviews of this month's games on next week's episode. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 616-2PLAYED. That is 616-275-2933. Our music and engineering are by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And our guest has been Mike Drucker. Uh, uh, Mike, just an absolute joy to have you on here to talk about this game. And thank Thank you so much for making time for us. Thank you so much for being this font of knowledge about uh, about this masterpiece. Anything you would like to plug at this time? Uh... Sure. You know, uh, if you want to read my book on uh, Silent Hill 2, it is available on Amazon. You can also get it uh, from the publisher, Boss Fight Books. They're an independent publisher, so buying from them directly really helps them out. And, um, you know, Full Frontal with Samantha B airs Wednesday nights, 1030 on TBS, the Superstation. And uh, it helps <laughs> me when you watch it, because then I can keep my job. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Mike Drucker, M-I-K-E-D-R-U-C-K-E-R. And on Instagram, Mike Drucker is dead. And if you like video games, that's mostly where I post pictures of video games and little arcade machines. Wow. There you go. Uh, is the book just called? I'm going to I'm going to check out the book now. Mm-hmm. The book is just called Silent Hill 2 by Mike Drucker. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You can check that out. Bossfightbooks.com. Thanks so much, Mike. Yeah. Boy, that's, um, a, that's a sneaky way, like in 200 years when like the Internet's wiped out. Uh, of of laying claim to having <laughs> made Silent Hill 2. <laughs> People have a copy of that book and they'll be like, huh, Silent Hill 2 is by Mike Drucker. Okay. <laughs> Weird, but okay. <laughs> and hey, Matt, what are we up to for How Did This Get Slayed next week? Next week, we're getting spooky with some tunes. Go to hell, everyone. <laughs> good, good, good. Good God, Bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Edge. Oh, my God. Go home. Get the fuck out of here.